0: Hello, thank you for joining me today for Give Him Fifteen. The title of today's post is 2024, Year of the Open Door. I should have said this earlier in the week, but neglected to do so. Thank you for making 2023 a strong year for Give Him Fifteen. We had 30 million views or reads of the posts, 30 million. That equals 30 million prayers of agreement for worldwide revival and harvest and other important causes. And that is just in America. I have good reason to believe four or five times that number participate around the world. Only heaven knows how much we've accomplished. We are also growing in our understanding of God and His ways. Me, from having to press in diligently for each day's teaching, I've written over 800 posts in the past three years, and many of you from reading them. I also wanna thank you for your gifts, both in monetary support and of items, and for the many cards, notes, and letters Some write to ask for prayer, others share insights they're hearing from the Lord, still others simply offer words of encouragement. It is all appreciated. Here's an excerpt and example from a recent thank you. I think the biggest thing that has helped us from allowing hope deferred was keeping ourselves involved in prayer and the word on a daily basis. Your posts have kept us informed of what God is saying. We made a decision not to listen to everyone out there, but only the ones the Lord was directing us to. So we kept praying and decreeing, believing that our great God has a plan and we are part of it. This is what he's been teaching me, this person says. One, keep my eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. Two, cast all my cares on him, cares for me. Three, lean not on my own understanding, but trust in God. Four, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. And five, rejoice in everything. Again, I say rejoice. She concludes by saying, when I continually do these things, then he can help me, protect me, strengthen me, and I'm able to receive his joy and peace. and Then I'm able to hear him. It's wonderful and I'm hooked. Well, we are grateful for responses such as these and try to respond with acknowledgments and thank yous to all of the correspondence and gifts. If by chance you didn't receive a response, please forgive us. There are many of them. And unfortunately, at times, I'm sure one or two fall through the cracks. Mostly, thank you for your prayers directed our way. We would not be able to do what we do without the prayers for us personally. Prayers of protection, health, provision, and insight. The staff, CeCe, and I thank you. And now more about 2024, enough of that mushy stuff. I received strong confirmation as I read the release from ACPE, Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders, of what numerous prophetic leaders from several nations and ethnicities are sensing for 2024. And you can see the entire report through the link we've given you. I had not read it before I posted yesterday's Give Him 15. In summary, they state this is, these are my words shakings will continue, tumultuous times will continue internationally, led by Iran, China, Russia, and North Korea. Watchmen must continue to be raised up to pray against World War III. Asia will have a strong mantle for this. Worship will be a key to protecting borders. Future wars will be very technological with, quote, war technology, quote, including robotic soldiers advancing with lightning speed. Matthew 24 is a key chapter for this year. Psalm 24 is a key chapter as well. Lawlessness will continue. Economic shaking will continue. Currencies, they say, will one day go digital. Not necessarily, they weren't saying in 2024. Solutionists like Joseph will arise to steer people and nations through economic difficulties. The 2024 U.S. elections are critical, not only for America, but the entire world. The kingdom of God, not just the church, will be emphasized more and more, as will the ecclesia. Discipling nations will also be emphasized. Revival will increase. Revivalists will be raised up. Signs and wonders, including, uh, signs and wonders, including creative miracles, will take place. And spirits of offense and division will diligently seek to sow discord and division. The grassroots movement of women arising to protect their families will increase. The family will be a major focus. And 2024 will be a year of open doors. Doors of opportunity, higher authority, influence, and Revelation. As I have prayed regarding 2024, 20 this is me speaking now, I have been sensing most of this as well. I cannot say I've seen all of what was brought forth or even some of the details, but we all see and know in part. Overall, however, it was very confirming. In praying about which, if any, of these insights from ACPE to highlight further in today's post, I feel to emphasize the warning given against division and discord. I mentioned it in my post yesterday, calling it, quote, a year of coming together, a year of great separation. Unfortunately, until the Lord's return, there will always be division on earth, including within the church. Though we cannot stop it all, we can refuse to participate in words and actions that fuel it. Human nature, with its propensity to pick up offenses, creates much strife. The secret to not falling prey to this is walking in forgiveness. I have three chapters on the subject in my recently released devotional, Give Him 15, An Appeal to Heaven, Volume 2. Regardless, and they are well worth reading, I will add, regardless of what was done to us, we can forgive. When we do, it frees us from the pain and scars. However, things other than offenses are used to divide us. One of them is religion. Sadly, religion is one of the most dividing forces on earth. It crucified Jesus. And I'm not just referring to people being divided over different faiths as in Christianity, Islam, or others. People within the same faiths argue and oppose brothers and sisters over doctrines and interpretations of scripture. Preferences, too, I might add. This is sad, but rampant. The problem is not as bad with believers in general as it is with leaders. Jesus' prayer, John 17, should have tipped us off that this might be a problem. He said his followers becoming one would be the biggest thing in convincing the world of his message. People in the church fight over eschatology, structure of worship services, what types of songs to sing, the role of elders and deacons, their interpretations of the five grace gifts or ministries of Christ gave the church, the gifts of the spirit, which Bible translation can be used, what women can and can't do, numerous doctrines, and even how we should pray. You would think all true believers would be excited that 30 to 100 million prayers of agreement are offered on give him 15 every year. But some believers, including many leaders, don't like the way we pray. So they attack instead. They don't like our interpretation of ecclesia. Or they don't like what we believe that we believe in all five ministry gifts of Christ. Some who do believe in them don't like our particular interpretation. Some don't like that we make decrees. Others don't like binding and loosing. They don't like our prayers for government, the seven mountains of society, influencing them with kingdom principles. They don't like our teachings on authority. Many don't like my love for America. Some don't like the appeal to heaven flag. If you can believe it, I read an article recently criticizing our belief in a billion soul harvest nor do they like our talk about revival and reformation. I've heard those things before, by the way. I've actually asked some of them. But you do hope I'm right and you're wrong on this one, don't you? You'll rejoice if I'm right, won't you? I haven't received a yes answer yet. The sad truth is that some people are just contentious. Others believe they're called to police, judge, and correct the rest of the body of Christ. They would rather criticize and tear it down, and tear down than love and build up. Heaven must weep. Don't participate in this nonsense. If you can't speak well of true brothers and sisters, the way they pray or worship, some of their beliefs, etc., then don't say anything about them at all. Better still would be to love and affirm them in any way you can. Let's pray. Father, these are challenging times. Yet we were born for such a time as this. We put our hands to the plow and will not turn back. You have called and equipped us to preach the gospel of the kingdom to all. Be lights in every arena and speak truth to all of society. You've called us to represent you, not just your love, but also your authority and victory, your kingdom. We will not waver. We pray against division and strife and bind demons causing this. Thwart their plans, Father. Convict believers who partner with them Motivate your people to love one another unconditionally, to disagree with one another in kindness and humility, to stop cursing one another and partnering with Satan, the accuser of the brethren. And move us fully into the great harvest you have planned. Surely, this is cause enough to stand together. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And our decree today, we declare that the greatest of all spiritual traits is love. I want to say that again. Because the greatest of all spiritual traits is not sound doctrine. It's not going to church every week. It's not any of the gifts in the Bible. We declare that the greatest, the greatest of all spiritual traits is love. And that we will honor your command to love one another in word and deed. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me today. And I hope to see you tomorrow. United we stand. See you then.